In this podcast clip, I had Lucky Lopez on. Lucky is a YouTuber here in Las Vegas. Him and I have collaborated on many different things. In fact, we did a whole YouTube series about how to flip cars. Now, in this clip, we are going in-depth on what it's like to flip cars, how he's been doing it, how he made over $190,000 in just one day. He also talks about a concept called buy here, pay here that's really interesting. And we go in-depth about what I was thinking about when I was trying to figure out how to buy my next sports car. So if you're into cars and you're into business, you're going to like this clip. I started basically working on cars in my driveway when I was a kid. My dad had a few kind of just cars that he just kind of gave up on. I was tinkering with them. And one day I was going through the newspaper and I saw an ad on tow yard auctions. Now, I didn't know this. This was my first time, but there's every tow yard has to post something when they basically impound somebody's vehicle, notifying them that they're going to have it up for public auction. So this was when I was probably about 14. I was just like, you know what? I got a few bucks from working my summer job. You know, let me go try this. 14 years old, walk into the auction. They must have thought I was 18. <laughs> um, and then uh, just basically started bidding on cars. Brought home two cars. My parents were a little upset with me, but I just I started fixing cars and just kind of fell in love with it. Um, it went from just kind of as a hobby through high school and ended up becoming more of a passion. How did you get the money to buy cars at 14? Um, well, during this time, you know, obviously in Vegas, it's 110 degrees, 115 degrees in the summer. Ain't nobody want to uh, mow their yard. No. And we live close to an HOA. So we knew that if they didn't mow their yards, they were going to get ticketed and fined. So we'd wait to the hottest days of the summer. Hey, 20 bucks a yard. We'll go ahead and mow your yard. So kind of same thing, day one hustling, trying to make that money to to uh, grow up in the what we wanted to do was basically flipping cars. But yeah, we worked all summer, got about $1,200 together, which is enough to buy two cars from the auction. Wow. What were those two cars? What's selling for 600 bucks? It know? was a 1979 Lincoln Continental and it was a 1960, I believe, seven Chrysler Imperial. These things were land yachts. So what did you make on those first flips? Um, we purchased each of those for about three to $400. We drove them back. Um, the Chrysler Imperial, we actually kind of just took down one of the lanes. We ended up jumping it off a ditch and kind of like beating it up. We, we, <laughs> We so still, that was a loss. <laughs> yes, but no, we actually we sold it for about fifty bucks profit, which which I was shocked that my dad laughed. But the uh, the Lincoln we actually sold for a thousand bucks, so we doubled our money, and it was crazy. I showed my dad, and he just he's like, "Oh, well, you just you got lucky. It's you know, it's never going to happen again." And I started doing it, and it just kind of grew from there. What did your dad do? Like, why was he doubting you? Um. My dad's very old school, very traditional. He believes, you know, that you should go to college. You should, you know, get a regular job, work nine to five. And that's kind of the mentality he was, you know, very smart guy, probably one of the smartest people I know, but he has all the makings of being probably one of the, an amazing business owner, but he just doesn't have that serpent, that certain type of mentality. So when I started this, when I was younger, I just figured this is what I want to do. Let me give it a shot. So buy here, pay here gives the dealership the opportunity to approve people that normally wouldn't be financed through traditional financing. And a lot of people back in the day used to think that buy here, pay here was a bad thing. But in our local economy, especially Vegas, there's a lot of factors that come into um, lending. Last or no, two years ago, they were um, had the Fair Credit Act where anything they consider uh, predatory lending, the government can stand in and find big banks like Wells Fargo, Bank of America. And even though there's other smaller banks, we all get our money from Wells Fargo and Bank of America. Right. So they basically put more tighter restrictions on lending, which hurt a lot of small independent dealers and franchise dealers. They couldn't do the traditional financing model. So with buy here, payer, it gives us the option to finance people that basically couldn't get financed before. 
You know, everything from, let's say you're a, a opening up a construction company, you need a few work vehicles. Most people are going to look at your credit and say, well, your new business, we don't trust you. You know, we're not going to give you a shot, but with our buy your payer program, we can actually say, okay, well, give us a few bucks, make biweekly payments. Once we build a little bit of trust, we can either refinance it, lower the interest, or we can go to monthly payments to help, you know, make that customer a little more easier with their finances. Yeah. And I mean, I love it. It's, it's literally just like real estate creative financing. You know, if somebody has bad credit or they don't have a big enough down payment or, you know, they don't have work history, that's two years and tax returns, or maybe they run a cash business, right? So they don't show a lot on paper, especially here in Vegas, you know, like you said, um, it's just one of those things like, well, somebody, these people can afford cars, they can afford homes. It's, but they're not going to do it traditionally. So to have another option, I think it's a great thing, you know, and the person who's giving them that option needs to be compensated for, you know, providing this creative alternative. You know, typically when you do seller financing in real estate, the seller sells it for a higher price than usual. You know, they, they can get a bigger interest rate than usual. They can do these things because they're taking on more risks since you're not buying it the traditional way. Hundred percent. I mean, that's that's pretty much how we explain it to our customers is offsetting the risk because you know you're born and raised in Vegas. We get a bartender that comes in. They work three days a week, Monday. Yeah, you know, I mean Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. On paper, they make maybe ten bucks an hour. But you and I both know that these guys are the making a thousand dollars a day in tips. Yep. So it's very hard to go to Wells Fargo and be like, "Look, I got a good credit score," and they look at their pay stubs and like, "Oh, well, you only make." $100 a week. We can't yeah. give you this new Mercedes. No, no, I make, I make like six or seven grand a month. I can afford this, this $600 car payment, no problem. And I think that's, what's kind of putting us apart. Plus we're one of the few buy here payer. Actually, we're the only buy here payer place in Las Vegas that reports to all three credit bureaus. A lot of people think that if you do private financing, you don't get that um, basically on your credit report where we're the opposite. We actually do that now. Yeah. So you're actually helping them build their credit for, you know, the next car or house or whatever. Yeah, because my thing is, you know, like most of these people, you know, car business got a bad name. Oh, they just want to sell you a car and kick you down the road. Right. My goal is to get you into a car, sell it to you, and hopefully build a little bit of credit. You bring it back. I get you redone with the credit union, and you get the car that you really want. A lot of these people, and I'm sure you can testify this, you know, they, they don't want to start in a cheap car or a cheap house. They want to go straight to the mansion with all the features, <laughs> hardwood floors, jacuzzi yeah. tub. And it's like, no, you got to start with this condo or start with this, you know, economy car, and then we'll get you the Benz. But then we'll get you yeah. a nice house. No, I, I bought the mountain as my very first, you know, house oh, yeah. ever. Yeah. Now, <laughs> you know, you, had to, you have to work your way up. I uh, tell people my story all the time. You know, my wife and I rented our very first apartment together. You know, we got married because we're poor. And then, you know, super exciting buying our very first house together and then getting house number two. And it's like, you know, we keep upgrading, but it's like, it's a, it's a process. Yeah. hundred percent. I mean, I... I think that people lose track of that. So it's funny when they, they watch people like us on YouTube and they're like, these guys can do it. So we're showing them the kind of the pathway to how to do it. But then when they show up to the real estate market or they show up to the car market, it's like, I feel like they just lose track of that. The humbleness is gone. Now that's the, you know, I want to get that instant gratification. I need that beautiful house. I need that Highline vehicle to be in my life for yeah. no more than $300 a month. The, the auction's a really exciting time now because we just were able to open up, you know, due to the whole pandemic and everything. And so everybody's getting back in full board. We're getting ready for taxes, which are right here now. Um, we're getting ready for the next, you know, stimulus checks that are being printed out for the next several months. Um, you know, there's a lot of people really coming back to the market that feel strong and confident. And the I've seen dealers kind of blow up everywhere. The big hot thing right now is rental cars. 
So the rental car market is blowing up because one hurts fall BK. We lost probably about 70 rental car companies, big places in airports and cities all across the world. A lot of these smaller um, chains of those, the franchises actually lost their funding. So they all winded up getting wiped out with that. So you're looking at probably over 200 stores across the United States. And with these new apps, everything from Robinhood to Airbnb, now Uber, the next big thing that we see growing is Turo and Hirecar. Mm -hmm. These are two rideshare apps that give any person the ability to become a rental car business owner pretty much overnight. And the returns that we've been seeing is ridiculous. I mean, we should definitely do a show about putting your Tesla on there just for fun, just to kind of see how people, (laughs) how much money you make. But, um, you know, we've seen people rent their regular cars out and just start growing immensely. Um, we got up to about 30 cars before we sold our dealership to, uh, the company that I work with now. And, uh, I'm trying to, I'm begging them to get back in the market. It's hot because a lot of the people that traditionally could buy cars, are not buying cars. And Vegas is one of those weird cities where people don't care. Oh, what is it? 200 bucks a week to drive this car. I don't want to buy it. I don't do the maintenance. I'll just rent it. Yeah. And there's a new type of owner, you know, um, ever since Uber came out, less and less millennials are buying cars. They're taking Uber ride shares, renting cars for, if they want to go on a weekend trip with their friends to California, Yeah, it's completely changed the game. I believe that the rental car market is the next big thing. That's the big thing. So even at the car auction, right? Are we starting to see a ton of these rental cars show up there now since they're filed BK? Yeah, they they hit the market and we thought that there'd be a massive drop in pricing, but it was the complete opposite because there were so many new people getting into this business that, you know, they Hertz had these big sales. They were all bought up. So even with more supply, it didn't change anything. You know, this, what we've seen in the stock market and what the economy happened last year, and then even with cars, what we normally see, oh, well, there's a bunch of supply. The demand's low. It's going to go low. And the prices just seem to keep going up in, in <laughs> the cars, The demand too. keeps increasing. I mean, you know, it makes sense looking at it from an economic perspective. Um, a lot of people don't know. I actually got an economics degree. And you would think like, oh, man, with increased supply of all this stuff and people aren't, don't have jobs that demand's going to be low and yeah. all this, but we've seen the exact opposite. The one thing that we did not factor on was all the liquidity in the market. You know, all this stimulus is propping up that new demand. And so the demand might not be coming from traditional mom and pop who lost their jobs, but the retail, not the retail, the big investors have more money than ever. You know, I made more money than I ever had in my life during COVID. And it's just like that happened for a lot of wealthy people. Same thing here. Yeah. You know, kicked off both of our channels. Yeah. And (laughs) so it's just like with that, the wealthy people see opportunity, you know, and they're like, okay, I got to put my dollars to work somewhere else, you know? So, you know, I think the, the auctions are interesting based on what you and I were doing. It looks very competitive now. People are paying more than ever because there's more money than ever now. Um, so I, I do like that alternative that we're talking about here with the rentals. Like, let's go into that. Tell me, you know, I, I've heard the concept of Turo. I, I've, ta- I've, you know, to me, it's more of like a luxury car app. I could be completely wrong. And uh, basically, I just go on the app and I can go rent someone's car. Like, how, do, how does it all work? Like, it, do I have to go to their house? Like, how would I even get the car? Because obviously I need a car. Yes. Like, how does it work? So so Turo gives you a few options. You could either deliver the car for additional fee, or they can come to your house. You can meet at a set place. 
And it gives you the freedom to rent to pretty much most people. And I think that's why Turo is blowing up. So if you come into Vegas and let's say you're here for the weekend and you're ready to have fun and you don't have a credit card, none of our rental car companies will even take you. You could say, look, I'm, I'm a billionaire. I, I don't need a credit card. I got cash. I, I got $100,000 in just this checking account to rent a car. Every rental car place here will say no, even if you're trying to rent the cheapest car. Where Turo, it syncs to your debit card and it syncs to your bank account and gives anybody the option to rent a car, no matter if they're you know 18 years old, because that's a big thing too. If you're 18 right. years old, you can't rent a car. But when I was 18, I was traveling. That's kind of the business. dumbest role I've ever, like, <laughs> I'm yeah, always you, like. You can go to war and you could join yeah. the military. You can play professional sports, but you can't, you can't rent a car. Right. You know, so. You got to pay taxes. Yeah. So it gives you that option to do that. And then also, um, you know, with Turo rising up so quickly, it's giving people the freedom to give people cars more affordably than ever before. So if let's say we want to go take a weekend trip to San Diego and we want to rent a convertible Mustang just to have a nice cruise down there. If we go to somewhere like Enterprise or Hertz or something like that, you're looking at maybe be on a weekend, a popular weekend, maybe a hundred bucks a day with uh, insurance. And they're probably going to have to pay additional blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. Or Turo, you rent it on the app. The owner that rents it, let's say it's your car, is 100% insured through Turo up to a million dollars. And then also the client gets that same car with good insurance and a fraction of the cost. Yeah. You know, I've never rented on Toro, but like I travel so much, right? Yeah. I should. Should I start doing that? I would totally recommend it because, you know, one of the things like we kind of talked about when you guys were out shopping for your car, you know, best way, like when I had people like, well, I want to buy, I want to make a big purchase. Like my friend, he went and bought a Tesla. I don't know if I want a Tesla. I hear it's too quiet. It's weird. I'm like, why don't you get on Toro? Rent one for the day, take you and your wife out, drive up and down the strip, see how it feels. Yeah. And it's the best way to get a full test drive, no salesman in the back barking at you. Like, isn't this a great car? You should buy it. You know, it's like it gives you the opportunity to do that. And then I kind of made it as a, a thing of mine where every time I go to a different city, I drive a different car. So if yeah. I'm like, hey, the new C8 Corvette came out, let me drive that. Okay, I drove that. You know what? I just saw that Kia made the best minivan. So I got some... Uh, car reviews coming up on my channel. And that's how I did them. I literally just rented cars on tour, <laughs> drove them around, you know, and, and showed them off. And, you know, and like classic cars, you know, most people can't afford some of these rare cars. There's a lot of amazing things on Turo that make it affordable for everybody to rent. Yeah. That's funny. You're renting the best minivan, dude. I like it. Yeah. That, that's going to be my go-to, <laughs> <laughs> but okay. So Turo is great. Obviously it's like the Airbnb of cars. Yes. That, that's pretty much how I see it. Um, let's talk about my Tesla. How would it logistically work? Because I got to charge it too, you know? So, okay. I would charge the Tesla. They could pay me a delivery fee if I deliver it to them or they're coming to my house or somewhere and I'm just handing them the keys and I'm out. Yeah. So when, when the customer comes in, you first, first you put, take pictures of your car. I always tell people take good pictures. You post it online and you can set the price. Now, when you're a new person, I always say, don't do that there is an auto pricing feature that basically matches you up with whatever your market is. Because you may think in your head your car is only worth 100 but if it's peak season and all the Teslas are rented, your car gets bumped up to $200 a day. Right. So now, you know, it shoots it up automatically for you. After that, you can choose whether the customer comes there or not. Once they show up, basically the app, you take pictures of the car all the way around to make sure there's no damage before. You take a picture of the person's ID, all goes into Turo, you hand them the keys, they drive away, from that second, you're insured 100%. So one of our craziest ones is we had a client that just hit a jackpot at the Wynn Casino. 
And they were like, we saw that you had a 2016 Escalade. This was probably back in 2017. So it was only a year old. We want to pay for it cash. And I'm like, okay. He goes, but we have to pick up our money at 2 a.m. Because they, when you get these big casino jackpots, sometimes you can get a check or they give you cash. They opted for cash, so they told me I had to come back in a few hours. Uh-huh. They're like, are you willing to meet us at the Wynn Casino at 2.30 in the morning? <laughs> you know, so I was sitting there. I was like, you know what? It could be a joke. could be a totally bad prank. Maybe one of my friends are getting me. I'm going to go do it. Drove there, picked the couple up. And they were just screaming up and down, laughing. She's like, yeah, my wife wanted the Escalade. This was the time when a uh, Ferrari dealership was a win. They talked Ferrari into coming in. They bought a Ferrari California. Drove to our dealership. We're doing the paperwork. They are just completely blitzed. I mean, they had a blast. I think they won $3.2 million in one of the box things. So, you know, so I was like, well, let me know on the lot if you want anything. And they're like, well, you know what? My cousin needs a car. No problem. Well, my aunt needs a car. I was like, you guys pick anything else, I'll take $1,000 off of every car. And it was just insane. I think it was like a $190,000 day. We sold 10 cars at, I think I got out of there at 5.30 in the morning after I wrote all the placards, everything else, set up all the shipping. Um, they flew back to Florida. I put all the cars on the tracking thing, uh, truck and shipped them out. And it was just insane. But it was probably one of the funnest things I ever did and one of my most craziest sales. Dude, that's crazy. Thanks for watching that clip from the Ryan Pineda Show. If you want to see the full interview, you can actually find it in the link below. Make sure you're also subscribed on both YouTube and Apple Podcast.